This is the Podswoggle Network, a podcast network with entertainment. This episode of The Blank Slate is sponsored by, you guessed it, Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash blank slate for your free 30-day free trial and free audiobook download from over 150,000 different audiobooks to choose from available for your iPhone, Android device, and MP3 player. We are talking about The Walking Dead this week exclusively, and as you would imagine, there are plenty of titles on the subject, either it be Walking Dead or zombies in general. As far as Walking Dead goes, they actually do have several different arcs from the comic books available as audiobooks. Uh, adapted and whatnot. Also available, just as far as the zombies go, I see here there is a World War Z, an oral history of the zombie war. I've never seen the movie. That said, I'm looking at who narrated this one, and I know my interest is peaked. It's narrated by Max Brooks, the author, uh, and also Alan Alda, John Turturro, and Rob Reiner. Yes, sign me up. want to listen to that. So go to audibletrial.com slash blank slate to, again, get your 30-day free trial and your free audiobook download today. So let's not spend any more time at the farm. Let's get to the show. Oh. This is a Walking Dead show, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. So I thought you, you put over that sandwich so much that I thought maybe that's just what it was called. No, it's called Lucia's Famous. Hell Yeah. Though a Walking Dead barbecue joint wouldn't be the worst idea. It wouldn't. It'd be I'm creepy. Sure. <laughs> It'd be weird. Gareth's, a Walking Dead barbecue joint. <laughs> I'm sure it crosses Robert Kirkman's mind a lot. <laughs> to just start a, a franchise? Yeah. It'll be a universal by next year. <laughs> Surprised they don't just set those up for like um, Halloween Horror Nights and whatnot. You know, I don't, I don't think they've ever made that joke. Like, having been to two of the three Walking Dead Horror Nights... I don't think there's ever been a thing where, like, you want some human meat? It's like, no, you just want a turkey leg? Like, don't even try. Because that is it's, defiling. Yeah. Mm, pull the long pork. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome to the Blank Slate, and thanks for pushing play. Long time. I'm your other host, Mullet. Yes, there is another host on this show, and it is me, Chris Mullet. Your other host is still here, however, over the Skype airwaves in Chicago. Rich, how's it going? Oh, it's going all right. Just, uh, you know, making some stops here and there. Uh, nope. You know what? No, I was going to try to make some bad references to what we are going to be talking about. But uh, no, just no. Just, just no. let those bad references come naturally. Yeah. And over the Skype airwaves, still in Chicago, but in his own domicile, the unofficial third host of this podcast, even though I think this is like his third time on the show, Tony Cole. Gentlemen, how are we? We are good, man. I it's been way too long. I think we had like we both forgot to call each other when we set up like a phone date, and now we're here. Well, I'm very happy to be here with you. I'm very happy, and with you. Rich, of course. Yeah, well, you know, Tony, gotta... this is the second time we've had you on the show <laughs> since I moved to Chicago, and we're still not in the same room together. We've never ever recorded this show in the same room. <laughs> It'll happen. It's, you should just pop over look, one time. Look, there's two feet of snow on the ground. What do you want? <laughs> Get bigger boots. I don't know. 
It's like an hour on the train. Forget it. <laughs> uh, Not on a weeknight. I'm you sorry. should. Uh, you should. However, I meant to suggest this. I love uh, Rich. Uh, one of our sister shows picked up. Of course, had a special guest Tope when he was in Chicago. You should just do that randomly. Like, just Tony comes over, and you guys have to fucking watch the Carrie Diaries or something. You need to have more. Spe- <laughs> you need to have more special guests on the show. Yeah, yeah, something we've been kicking around for sure. Awesome, I would do that because it's just it's the total TV thing to do. Like this week's special guest, it's like becomes like the Scooby Doo Murder Hour. You know, <laughs> I don't think that's what they called it. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. <laughs> the murder hour, sure. Every every week, Scooby Doo solved a murder with the help of like Mama Castle, the Harlem Globetrotters. That's exactly what that show was about. Uh, speaking of murder, though, uh, it's finally time. It feels like we've been trying to do this for a while, but we just never had it time properly. Time to talk Walking Dead on the blank slate because the mid-season premiere of season five airs this Sunday. And uh, I am a big fan of Walking Dead. Rich is a big fan of Walking Dead. As we talked about on a previous TV show, Tony's a big fan of Walking Dead. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I, I, I guess the first thing I wanted to say was, what is it about Walking Dead that makes the midseason, like, that makes the split seasons work so much better than, like, every other show that we bitch about it being split up for? Hmm. Because like for breaking when it happened for Breaking Bad and when it's happening right now for Mad Men, it like drives me insane. Well, when it happened for Breaking Bad, it was incredibly effective. Because True, because it, was, it built up. It was, it was such, a, such an insane cliffhanger. For, True, and you know, Walking Dead, just the way that show is structured and just sort of the the whole concept and genre of the show just it lends itself to it so much better than say something like Mad Men. Where it's just like, yeah, we're just living in this time, <laughs> and it's great, it's yeah. fu- and it's it's fantastic. But there's no suspense in that show. Like, at, like there's rarely been suspense in Mad Men. Whereas Walking Dead, anytime like the music drops out, my butthole tightens because I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some shit's gonna happen. Yeah, I, I think it's also. I think yeah, I think you have it right. It it needs it needs the break. To yeah, I mean, you put it the best way to let your butthole unclench. You know, it's it, it needs you need time to breathe and to take everything in. It's not really not take everything in in terms of like understand it because it's a pretty simple show. It's not you know multi thematic like like other ones are. But um, I think it also has sort of the mechanism built into it that within The Walking Dead you will meet different groups of people, you know, for a couple of episodes. And then, you know, a main character, like a main person in the group will die, you know. So you have sort of these natural cycles, like these natural peaks of emotion that occur or like natural breaking points, like when they, you know, stop feuding with the governor or something or, you know, everybody arrives at Terminus, like... You know these big moments that it's very easy to break the show up like that. True. Uh, just you mentioning about like the past groups. I do we want to? I want to make sure like we cover like the history because I know Rich and I have talked about it a lot, but I, I really haven't talked to you about Walking Dead, Tony. And I want to kind of get your thoughts on like what's led us up to this. Like, what are your I'll, favorites? What are your least favorites? What do you say, Rich? I, I was also just gonna say like uh, uh, Tony. I'm not gonna lie. I was a little bit surprised when you said that you watched The Walking Dead and, and liked it. And you were like a regular watcher of it. You were surprised by that? Yeah, I don't know. It never struck me as your kind of show. Well, 
I don't watch that much television. So, um, yeah, I could see that that would be surprising. Because, I mean, I think that it's probably the... It's one of maybe two or three shows that I watch, like, as it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't watch that much TV. Have but, you always yeah, been... Yeah, I mean... Have you been, like, sorry? a secret zombie guy, like, this whole time? Or, like, what brought you to the show? No, I don't really like any zombie stuff, um, <laughs> except for 28 Days Later. I really like that. And which, the sequel. Which I finally watched, and I, I don't really consider that a zombie movie. But You don't like the running zombie? I don't think they're zombies. They're just, infe- they're, they're just, uh, uh, just, it's just a disease. You caught yourself on the word infected. <laughs> like, infected is zombie damn disease. Well, because even then, I don't consider an infection a zombie thing. A zombie thing is more... Uh, Rising from the dead. Yeah, more. it's more of a, a like, a, a, a intangible. Right, that's right. because back in, back in the day, a zombie didn't have to used to be bit by something. Or it didn't have to come from a disease. It just, like Tony said, a dead person has yeah. risen to life and has started to eat other people. Right, right. Which is very different from a living thing that has a disease. Yeah. True. And I think that that's what you mean about uh, the 28 Days Later zombies, is that it's just like a living monster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. I mean, I could see that. I could see that. I, I think the Walking Dead zombies are something of a hybrid. Maybe. Um, I don't know. All I know is when I watch 28 Days Later, I'm like, those ain't my zombies. <laughs> I like those the, are not your father's zombies. Yeah. I like to imagine you watching Twenty Eight Days Later like a sassy black woman, right? It's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I, I am not fucking with this. Oh, oh, I got him. <laughs> do you remember? Not to get off topic, but do you remember uh, seeing? Oh, what was the name of that fucking Liv Tyler movie, The Strangers? Do you remember yeah. seeing The Strangers oh, yeah. in theaters, Rich? Absolutely. In front of every single stereotypical black female in the world. There was a, a a drawer opened, and everyone screamed. <laughs> and it was reacted upon like there was a tiny miniature man in the drawer that was yeah. about to pop out. What? Uh, in the movie The Strangers, uh, it's a, like a movie about like a group of people like terrorizing Liv Tyler and her boyfriend in this like little cabin. And at one point in the movie, like to the very beginning, when like the tension's starting to build. The Liv Tyler opens like a cabinet drawer, like like to, to get like a knife in the kitchen, and the lady behind us like yelled like the like the stranger was gonna pop out of this kitchen drawer, but a knife could barely fit in it. It, it was it was insane. Uh, I just had to recall that because me and Rich were like, oh, this is what this is like. This is awesome. Uh, but back but to back the original through, question. Of- yes, uh, <laughs> did you did you start watching it like from the very beginning, or at what point did you jump on, Tony? Um, I think I got on like at the start of the second season. Okay. Like most, I, I th- that's when I started. Yeah. Um, I think that I ran into like an all day marathon on AMC of the first season, which and, thankfully was only six episodes. Yeah. Right. But I think crucially I missed like the last two, like I never saw anything that happened while they were at the CDC and the mm. CDC exploding. I never saw any of that. I still have not seen like those those maybe two or three episodes, but I've seen the rest of it. I feel like I'm in the minority where like I'm the only person that like those episodes. A lot of people shit on those episodes for just well, because also uh, a big difference for for me is that I've actually I'm actually actively reading the comic. 
So okay. uh, I'm like maybe like 10 or 15 issues behind. Sam's completely caught up. So anything that happens on the show that's totally on a different, like not even in the ballpark of like what The Walking Dead has actually done, like the comic, I, I've enjoyed just because I have no expectations. I have no anticipation of what could possibly happen. So for that, I mean, that was beforehand, but now looking back on it, I'm like, oh, well, they tried something different and creative, and I, I applaud them for it. Yeah, and also, uh, I mean, I didn't, I don't remember hating them. I don't, they don't stick out in my mind as much as, like, Guts did or the pilot. True. No, those first two episodes are on a different level than any other yeah. ones. But, yeah, uh, the pilot's great. It's the, I, Rich said it on Picked Up, uh, one of the first episodes. It might be the best pilot I've ever seen. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, especially well, that black and white version, man. Yeah, that is great. It's it's so good. That entire first season of black and white is fantastic. But and also just from the CDC, uh, the guy that played Jenner, uh, I think yeah. his name is Noah Emmerich. He's just a really good actor. He is He's super good. And there's rumors that he might be involved in the spinoff that's going to L.A. Really? At least in flashbacks or something of that nature. Because it's gonna, it might not necessarily be at the same time. It might be set earlier in the zombie apocalypse, huh. so there might be more of an active resistance to the disease going on, and he might be involved in some way. Uh, just rumors. But um, all right, so you've been involved since the very beginning. Just what has been your like favorite and least favorite? Whether it be, I mean, we can break it down, or you know, I want to make sure we talk about you know what's coming up. But just what have you dug the most? What have you been like? Fuck that, you know. Uh, fuck that. Yeah, let's start with fuck that. <laughs> Living on the fucking farm without any fucking zombie fights. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, this show's about zombie fights. Otherwise known as Frank Darabon losing his job. I mean, I'm sorry. Nobody wants to hear that much from Dale and Shane. <laughs> The show got so much better when they killed those dudes and, like, sent everybody on the friggin' road again. Yeah. And then it got boring again when they were in the prison and they were fighting with Woodbury. And it was like, look, the politics are not not as interesting to me. (sighs) I'm trying. Now, this is where reading the comic is going to be a problem on this show because I I don't want to, like, potentially spoils anything for you guys is it okay if we just ignore the comic well for our discussion here yeah uh, yeah i'm gonna try, uh, yeah i just yes i will do my best <laughs> i will do okay. I, I will do my best uh okay. i will say i will say i will recommend reading it but if you don't want to be spoiled with things that could potentially happen in the future then just try to read it as you go, but then you only be okay. Like, you'd be like on issue like in the mid sixties, <laughs> and they're oh, like okay. they're so far like back from where they would be. But yeah, it's definitely something that's the same way in the comics. Is basically what I'm going to say because there's like ten episodes where it's just like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we killed one zombie this issue. Wonderful, and the show is the same way. That farm, I think, like there would be one zombie killed in an episode. And then you just go back to Herschel talking about God. Oh, there was a whole episode where there was a zombie stuck in a well. Like, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> what? Is, come on. 
And as gross and as cool as that ended up being, it's still well, like, yes. Where, yes. Where, where's Zombie Lassie to get rid of this thing? My my oh. biggest uh, gripe with that, the zombie in the well, is the fact that it didn't. If it is an infection, or what, if we are all infected, then why didn't it, it poison the well? Well, it's the same thing as when they ate Bob. Like, why didn't they get sick by eating Bob if he was tainted? Because everybody already has the disease, man. True. Well, because the argument I heard for the Bob thing was that, well, they cooked the meat, so they might have, like, cooked the contamination out of it. And I was like, well, that's just, like, some weird guy theory way of thinking about zombie bites and, (laughs) like, how to prepare your fucking zombie meat. We put a lot of buffalo zinger winger sauce on this one, and it's going to be just (laughs) fine. It's going to blow your dick off. Uh but I think Tony's point is correct, and <laughs> that everyone's just already infected. Uh, yeah, that, so pretty much since then, though, I, see the prison stuff. I didn't mind because at the very least, shit was happening. Like there might be a couple episodes breaking down, then all, but then all of a sudden, bam, you lost T Dog and Lori. You know, hmm. uh, the farm stuff was definitely ex- excruciating. And, and the, the characters I think involved with uh, Woodbury were more engaging and interesting as well in the governor and Milton uh, and like the governor's crew and whatnot. I think like they were more interesting to watch on a week to week basis than uh, like, you know, farmers. Yeah. (laughs) Just, yeah. That's, you know, farmers daughters, however. Well, exactly. However, I mean, just like it's, it's funny to take stock of where we are right now in the series to see like, all right, where did we collect each one of these people like along the story Uh, and just like who was here from like day one and who did we get from the farm? Who do we still have from the farm and, and, and stuff like that. And I think it's just uh, funny when I think it's it's just funny to look back at uh, and see like how much, like a lot of people didn't like a lot of the stuff from the farm and didn't like a lot of the people from the farm. But when when Herschel, man, oh God, I I was so sad when Herschel died. Well, that was well, that was one of the big things, and that's one of the great things that, that Scott Gimple has brought to the show is that he took characters that we used to bitch about in like season two and, and even and season three, and made and them fully. And, yeah, yeah, he made them lovable and made yeah. them fully fleshed out and made you care. Like that one episode where like the swine flu was going through the prison, yes. and Herschel had like the mask on. Like that whole episode is just like yeah. I swear to God, if anything happens to Herschel. I'm going to be going insane. Can we just give it up for Scott Gimple real quick, the current showrunner of The Walking yes. Dead? Yeah. Uh, I fear I fear every day going on the like EW or Collider and being like, oh, all right, well, he got fired now, too. It's like, no! Nah, we, it, like, we really like this one. Yeah, no, I, I have a feeling like he has like settled in to the position as the, the AMC's Walking Dead guy. Like, we're good with him. Agreed. Agree. I think I think he's safe. Yeah. And uh, he's also just something that I noticed from this season, it seems, uh, and and a little bit towards the second half of last season is there kind of it seems like anyway, just from everything that I hear. And I know this is kind of going against a little bit of a rule that we set for ourselves not too long ago, but it seems like they are starting to bleed a little bit more of the comic stories and arcs and whatnot, as opposed to the first three seasons uh that were it seemed like it was trying to go a little bit more on its own again i haven't really read a lot of the comics but uh it it it, it seems like it's trying to like uh course correct itself back to like incorporating 
more of the comics and and the characters as a result are kind of becoming a little bit more uh uh comical is not the right word but uh just just more animated i yes. think when you look at let abraham and eugene like very very much like stock from a comic you know yeah they're very they're very different characters in terms of everybody else and that they seem like they came from a comic book and there's there's a lot more of that that i think that can come in the future and that's all i'll say yeah but to go but more so what i was going to reference if i was talking comic book stuff was stuff that's already happened that wouldn't be spoilers and that's something that i've noticed recently is that they're taking a lot they're taking a lot more influences but they're still willing to go on a little bit of an unbeaten path. Yeah. Like there's, you know, like the whole cannibal thing that was straight from the comics, but it was with totally different characters. That Bob character doesn't exist in the comics. Really? That character is supposed to be Dale, you know? And they talked about that on, on talking dead before Dale. Yeah. Dale's supposed to be the one that gets Dale is tainted. Holy shit. Yeah. Dale is tainted meat. Um, Wow, that would be interesting. Right. And 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 he and then of course this pretty much the same thing happens where, you know, he comes back and they beat the shit out of the the hunters and then he dies and Andrea who's who is Dale's lover in the comics kills him cuz Andrea was alive in the comics. Uh so that's what I'm saying like those a little bit of differences of parts we've already reached so they're, take, yeah. they're taking like story, but with different characters. They're taking stories. I mean, some characters, some characters still do the things they're supposed to do, but there's other times where they've they've created so many original characters. Like, there's no Dixons in the comic book. There's no Sasha in the comic book, and those have given them those are really good tools. I feel like to keep a person like me that's kind of anticipating things on my toes and have no idea what could happen at any moment. So that I've really appreciated. Um, what if what has been like? So Tony's didn't like the farm. What has been one of your biggest gripes, Rich? To get that stuff out of the way. Uh, I that's the thing. I I don't really have any like real. Gr- Looking back, the farm was a big waste of time. But I remember watching that while it was happening and going like, "Yeah, we're fine. It's fine. I'm just watching a show, and it's fine." And and not really seeing like what it could become, which is what it has become. Right. Uh. I think uh, the second half of season four, we're on season five, right? Yes. So the second half of season four, I think is probably like my favorite point in the show where they're all just on the, like on the, on the road on walking around, Uh, you know, the prison's done and they're all just trying to find each other again. I think, and, and you really get to spend a lot of time with each characters. Whereas, you know, Mm -hmm. some shows can pull this off. Some shows can't, but when you have a, a, a large cast like that, it's hard to, you know, pay due diligence to each character. And I think that they did an awesome job of, of um, really uh, delving into a lot of uh, characters and not even necessarily their backgrounds, but just more so like who they are now. And, and, well, and it's all that still kind of stuff. It's still yeah. Little, it's yeah, it definitely Daryl and Beth. Yeah, that yeah. was a great episode. And, and oh you still God. and you still got and you still got some backstory like Daryl talking about like his childhood mm-hmm. and I mean it's nothing huge but just those little bitty things mean more than possibly full blown going into it. It's not going to be like half a whole episode is going to be in flashback or whatever. Exactly, like watching Daryl getting beaten as a kid. Like yeah. no one wants to see that, but if you allude to it in one or two lines then, you know, it, it almost has a bigger impact. And even when they have used flashback like with Michonne 
uh, yes. it's like sort of a dream sequence, yeah. but I'm still giving yes. background and I and love that. It was amazing. It was just really, yeah. really uh, uh, clever how they did that. Yes. Um, all right, I, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Am I a totally heartless prick if I never cared about Beth and that didn't affect me deeply the last episode? I was just gonna say the same thing. Okay, thank you, Tony. But but the the thing I was gonna say is that the only reason I cared about Beth even a little bit was the episode in season four where, you know, she and Daryl like set the house on fire and right, flicked it off. Yeah. The yeah. Only, the only reason I cared that when Beth died was because I knew it was gonna devastate Daryl and I hate to see that damn man cry. I know. But, like, you know, she and Maggie, like, never really never really dealt with each other like sisters too much, did they? I mean, no, they didn't. Uh, no. Not- yeah. <laughs> that was always a little weird because it just seemed like they were. But then again, there is kind of a big age difference between the two. So- right. How- let's, also, let's also not forget that uh, going back to shitty farm stuff, that Beth already tried to kill herself, like, yeah. three seasons ago. <laughs> And that whole stupid like suicide thing with Andrea, oh. which I can just replace a, an event and say that stupid blank shit with Andrea. Andrea, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good riddance with your fucking manicured toes in the zombie apocalypse. Sister made some bad decisions. That was your sassy black woman moment. System is a bad decision. I mean, all of her decisions were just bad. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Monologuing while being tied up as a man has been killed in front of you, not turning yet, is not a good idea? She ought to have pulled, like, the George Costanza. Just do the opposite of whatever you would normally think to do. She would do much better doing that. <laughs> she Milton bitter. Come on, Milton. <laughs> Milton. <laughs> when you put it like that, that might be the worst thing. Is ever yeah, <laughs> Mil- yeah. Really, yeah, Milton. That's the one. Yeah, that's a pretty humiliating way to go out on this show. <laughs> like, if you're a character that's been on there since like the first season, and you go up by fucking Milton. <laughs> Oh, uh, Rich! I know you were de- you were you were devastated by Beth. I think we briefly talked about this before. Yeah, I liked Beth, man. Like after you know she came out of that whole suicide thing. Like I, I dug that she was sort of like the the caretaker for the children, and I liked that she could sing. Uh, and you know, it's good to have a song every once in a while on The Walking Dead. <laughs> Yeah, see, I, I, I'm glad she I never was, have to hear a hymn ever again. She was, uh, uh oh, Father Gabriel. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, Damn it! But I also liked her stuff at Grady Memorial. Like, I liked her. Eventually, it looked like she was going to be on an evolution towards becoming, like, you know, eventually head bitch there, and I was excited for that. And even then, just you know, with a lot of her character initiative and all that stuff. I really liked it. And then just, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, I, I, I'm trying to remember how she died in my head. And it's, and it, it the, the, the motions of it all I'm remembering as being just like really awkward. Yeah. It happened out of nowhere. Like when it first happened, my wife who loved Beth 
was like, wait, I, she's like, what happened? Like, it was kind of hard to like yeah. understand what happened. I, and then you see like a little bit of blood and her head. And I think even whoever was on Talking Dead, I think it was like Keegan-Michael Key or something, mm-hmm. was just like, hmm, that's funny. Like, why did someone just throw SpaghettiOs at Beth's head? Like, why <laughs> did she have red everywhere? And then like they understood that she'd been shot in the head. Yeah, it definitely took me like a, after she went to go stab, I forget her name. Um, Dawn. 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 Officer Dawn. Officer Tony Dawn. Orlando and Dawn. Who who in that episode also had a couple pretty good looks, uh, which I liked. That scene by the elevator shaft and whatnot. Um, yeah. But that yeah, was a good scene. That was a really good scene. And so it was I think it was probably that scene that I'm just like, man, I'm really looking forward to whatever this becomes. And then by the end of the episode, it's like, well, Daryl shot her in the head. Yeah. <laughs> and then that, they, and then they just leave. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that whole Grady Memorial thing. I, I wasn't a big, I don't know. I, I, I didn't really, like I didn't it. like where that was going. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't dig it that much. Uh, especially because it was, I don't know. It just, it focused on the character that I wasn't really invested in. Like, you know, had it been Carol from the very beginning, I would have, Maybe like a little bit more, but I'm I'm glad that they did what they did with Carol because she is now she is now the HBIC the head bitch in charge. Oh yeah, she mm-hmm. is she is the fucking bomb. Yeah, she's great. You know, it's funny though because like a, a lot of times, you know, we talk about pretty much the the least enjoyed parts of the show are when these characters have shelter and sanctuary, uh, and we want them out on the road, which is a, a natural conflict for like the motivation of these characters with the exception of like Eugene and Abraham, Abraham and um, Rosa. Rosita. 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 But you know what? She's got no time. So I understand how you're. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, but it's just an interesting, like built in conflict with what's best for the show and just these natural character motivations. We're just like, yeah, no, you need shelter and like four sturdy walls. There was literally, a, an episode this season called Four Walls and a Roof. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just going to be interesting to see how they balance that for just the next few years going forward. It's so I'm, I'm sure ahead. you can already tell us, but yeah. Uh, well, that's why I wanted to ask. I want to give because I they talked about it on the last Talking Dead about how this second half is going to be a very different show. And I understand what they mean, and I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do. But I want to get your guys' opinions on what you think that means and and where you think the show is headed with everyone being back together but totally emotionally broken from what happened with Beth. But everyone's together, but now they're back out on the road for the first time in – well, first time in a little while because they were pretty much set up in the church. Well, I think as long as they keep adding, you know, more alumni from the wire, they'll be fine no matter what they do. <laughs> Just got to keep adding wire people. Absolutely. You subtracted D'Angelo Barksdale. You got to add another one. Gotta, How far are we away from Michael Kenneth Williams? Is that his name? Yeah, Michael K. Williams. Yeah, Michael oh. K. Williams. How far Omar are we from coming. him? How far are we away from him? Just not not as. As Omar being on the show, but just that guy being on the Wouldn't show. Wouldn't that be great, though, if it was Omar? But, yeah, no, that's – I've been saying that they – Yes. They talked about it, this on BS Report. I've been saying this for years. 
if they just like bring in like either a real real world people i think my uh example was if when they used to be in atlanta like fucking where's al horford you know <laughs> yeah. uh uh, and yeah, and just like, or just, you know, start bl- like bleeding universes. This has to exist in some sort of universe. Uh, I mean, that's that. what I think was like probably, uh, 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 of course, the, the, the stunt cameo in Zombieland was great. But mm-hmm. that also kind of like peeled it back a little bit like, oh, yeah, this is the world this is taking place in. Right. These are and, its movie stars. And, and Garfield was a movie that happened before this happened. <laughs> and it's like you in the last one, like they did one thing like that in the comics, which was in the comics it said that Tyrese is a as a former Atlanta Falcon. Yeah. And it's something that's it's that's never been mentioned on the show. And I've been disappointed in that because I feel like I'm waiting just for one scene where someone's like, Hey, did you used to be yeah? Offensive line, Atlanta Falcons. And it's like, cool, awesome, great. We've established it. Now I can stop thinking it's going to happen. Hey, um, real quick, while we're talking about Tyrese, did he get fat this season? Because <laughs> he was always swole. But did he get fat? I didn't think so. I, I didn't notice anything out of the ordinary. I don't know. Look up some before and afters or something like that. Look at him in like season three and look at him now. He, either either he's like wearing a bulletproof vest, or I don't he know, finished man. eating Bob. He killed Bob, and then he just <laughs> ate of him. Hey Tyrese, are we gonna go bury Bob now? Oh no, don't worry about it. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I got it. Barbecue's on. <laughs> uh, so so you're thinking that? All right, so you're thinking that? Well, no, that was a joke answer. What's your real answer, Rich? <laughs> your, your joke answer was that there's gonna be wire people. Where do you where do you what are you expecting as this next chapter? Uh, I don't know. Like they all find cars and it becomes like the Cannonball Run or something like that. Like I don't know what else you do with it. Like there you could have like more infighting, but like there's always been that aspect, uh, and there's always the idea of like outsiders and the big bad as well. Um, I, you know, it either becomes just like a road show. Like if if what they mean by a very different show is they mean. They or they leave the state of Georgia, then fuck yes, let's leave the state of Georgia, go anywhere else. Because I'm just yeah. How are they still point. in Georgia? I don't know. Georgia isn't that big. Yeah, like <laughs> well, so or, since or head to since, a coast or something. Well, okay. The show started how long ago? Like actually, in, or like in storyline? In the storyline. I think it's, it's been at like, least like over two years. It's about two years, I think. Yeah, it's been like two winters. We've seen, yeah, it's been two winters, yes. So okay. it's it's been roughly. I think we're approaching the two year mark, and since everything's gone to shit, two years. Okay, so I mean, you ought to be able to make your way out of fucking Georgia in two years. Well, but you also got to figure out how much time they were like. So there's a big dilly dally on a farm. Well, that was even that long. That that was like a week, I think. <laughs> The no. prison, though, the prison, though, there was the a good prison. passage of time because yeah. the governor went away for several months and there was the whole how many days of an incident stuff. Yeah. So there's been that, that was probably the biggest chunk of time that has passed uh, that we haven't seen. But I think I want to see them get trapped somewhere by like an overwhelmingly large horde of zombies, like a horde that they can't possibly get back through 
but they're trapped somewhere that is like secure from that threat and it's just a siege and they have to like turn on each other in some way hmm now who would you see it would doing get like that? really psychological well I just think it would get really psychological okay kind of like kind of like Shane killing Otis like using like using somebody that's going to slow you down to potentially make your way out kind of kind of like well, open water too <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think something a little more protracted than the Shane and Otis thing, like, like a situation that they're fine at first and then it gradually deteriorates Okay, to a point where like decisions have to be made hmm. and it leads to people like seriously reflecting on their lives. <laughs> well, I think that would be a good way for the show to end maybe. But I don't know about, like, for next season. The show is moving really well right now. I wouldn't want to see it get bogged down in that soon. But yeah, I think a, that would be an interesting way to end it. That's what I really liked about season five was that the pace, while still taking the time for these characters and, and focusing, taking time to focus on certain people in episodes, the pace felt very fast. Like, I was fully anticipating the Hunters to be... The entire first half of the season. Oh, you mean and the, then, the Terminus uh, people? I still call them their fucking comic name. Sorry, Terminus. I was expecting Terminus to be like a long, a long, like the first half, at least the, the, these whole eight episodes. And then episode three, they're getting hatcheted in the church. I'm just like, well, yeah, okay. I was, I was actually very happy to see that. I was happy, too, because, again, that's another one of those things where I was just like, they're keeping me on my toes. I love that. But also, at the same yeah. time, of, like, all the, the the opposing groups that we've been exposed to, I felt like this group probably had, like, the most potential for uh, just just different looks and different backgrounds. And, and, I don't know, they seemed, like, the most intriguing to me so far. And I was surprised they didn't do it. Cool that they didn't do it because they're not just, get, like, falling into a rhythm. But uh, I mean, I wouldn't have been opposed to. It. I, I I'm an, I'm easy, guys. I'm easy. <laughs> See, I was I was like they set it up in the first episode of that season that they were they were raided by bad people and they found their way to overcome them by eating them. Like I pretty it was cut and dry. Whereas like the governor, the governor had so many crazy fucking layers that you know probably a layer or two too many that we did need to see. When he's yeah. like, when he's becoming like a pseudo good guy, which sucked, but yeah, oh. I, <laughs> that's another one that added to the crap list. Fucking governor. He, as iconic as he is, and the, the un, unfortunately standards and practices probably got in the way of a lot of what they wanted to do, because he is a very 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 bad man, and there's only so much you can do on television. Right, I but see. but it's still wet. It's it was a little long in the tooth for me. Yeah, for something I was like, very excited about. Went a little long. It did. It went a little long. Uh, hey, but we actually got to see a child get bit, and that was fun. I didn't think they'd ever actually show that. Okay, dopest moment of the show when the one girl kills the other girl. Are you talking? Oh yes, uh, you're talking about uh, Mika and yeah. That is and my favorite. That is my favorite episode. That was like that shit. Like 
like I literally couldn't catch my breath. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. That is that is a a spin-off of something that they did in the book, and I didn't think they would have the balls to actually do it and to see them do it. I was like, fuck yes. And they amped it up by putting Carol into it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because Carol having already lost a daughter. Yeah. I don't mean to giggle while I say that, but you know, that's that whole that entire episode was fucking the best. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Um to the point where I think I can say like Carol might be my favorite character now. Like who what's everyone's favorite character? Certainly not named Rick. You're still a Rick guy? No, I said certainly not Rick. Oh, certainly not Rick. Yeah, like it's that's another thing I'm glad the show's done is it's developed everybody so much that we really don't have to give a fuck about Rick anymore. If we ever did to begin with, let's say that. <laughs> you, you could say that. <laughs> you certainly could say that. I don't know. I don't know. I've always been a little down on Rick. Go on. But, well, I mean, I don't know. I guess uh, I'm not big on Andrew Lincoln as an actor. He has um, gotten a lot better in his defense. He's still not good, but he has gotten better over time. That's true. That's true. You watch some I, of the first episodes, like the first and second season. He is bad. Carl. Lori. Oh, my God. He's he's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But he has he has got a lot better. He has got a lot better. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Go ahead, Rich. I was gonna say yeah, I'm grateful for every that. episode that uh, the Laurie is, is not in anymore. Um, I, oh. I'll never uh, not be appreciative of that. Um, Has any character been mourned less? <laughs> I was. Everybody seven. was like, "Sweet Laurie died." Yeah, I was gonna say that's the inherent assumption that she was mourned at all. Uh, I think like the nation collectively high fived finally. I've never wanted a ghost to get shot in the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I did, uh, well, Carol obviously is, is, and Carol and Daryl, obviously those are, those are, those are your public teams. Yeah. Besides, Uh, yeah. So let's say, yeah. So who's who's number three uh, on everyone's list? Here's the thing, man. Like Glenn, 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 uh, needs some, needs a little, needs a little bit more. Uh, Glenn's been kind of, they got to give him some time. They haven't given Glenn any time. He has like he has had a very lackluster first half of season five. Yeah. Um, and then Maggie, yeah. Uh, uh, Mullet and I back in the day used to have many Rick versus Shane uh, uh, conversations, and it turns out that I was right. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> it turns out that it doesn't matter because um, he. Rich, actually- wait, I want to hear the theory that you had that uh, that ended up not being right. Well, well, it, was well just, it was just Shane's, a- Shane was the better leader. But not for at that point. Shane was ahead of his time. I'll give you that. Exactly. Yeah, he was like he's like the Wilt Chamberlain of. But, <laughs> no, he's like the Doctor J. But of Shane the wasn't what they needed right then. They needed no. Rick then, and now Rick has evolved to what Shane was, and it's right. good timing. Uh, especially, man. Oh God, uh, the um, uh, didn't have to be this way. Oh god, that was a cool that was a cool ass opening because you figured Rick's gonna do the Rick thing and just be like, all right, now come on, come back and don't try. Are to you talking about him. the the opening of the last episode where yes, he just yes, uh, sorry, where yes, he shot yes, the guy in the head? Yeah, yeah. And it's just like awesome. I'm fucking done with this shit, man. 
And if Shane had been alive, he would have just fucking killed the governor right away. If Shane had been alive, Shane would be the only person on this show right now. And I'd be fine with that. That wouldn't be a show. Yeah, it is. You know that Fox show, Last Man on Earth, coming out with a forte? They would have had to jump on it. So then John Barenthal, okay, John Barenthal for like 52 minutes is a little much. Yeah. Um, a little much. A little much. He was, he was a little much in Wolf of Wall Street. A little much. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, he was, a, little, he was, he was a, a lot much in L.A. Story. I didn't watch that because you told me that the guy got like raped with a banana, and I was like, yeah, you know what? Probably not going to be my type of show. It turns out it wasn't anyone's type of show. <laughs> I don't give up on shows very often, and I gave up on that show. <laughs> Someone got raped with a banana? On Dar- uh, Frank Darabont had like a show called L.A. Noir on was, like T- was was TBS. It was L.A. Was it L.A. Noir or L.A. Story? L.A. Noir is a game. It was L.A. Story. It was L.A. It was L.A. Noir. No, L.A. Story is like a movie. No, but uh, uh, Steve Martin. Look this up. I'm looking it up too. No, no, you continue talking. You were saying something. Oh well, no, I was just all right. So, so well, you were going to say who you're. So, all right, let me get back on track. Tony, your yeah. third, your third guy is Glenn, or your third person is Glenn. I think probably Glenn. Yeah. Okay. And who would be your current least favorite character besides Rick? I'm guessing. <sighs> Can I say Judith? <laughs> you are allowed to say Judith. <laughs> um. No, I should choose someone who actually has lines. She, has um, lines. she goes goo goo gaga every now and then. Yeah, she, well, she fucking blows people's cover is all she's going to do. It's better than, like, the sneezing cliche. Have you guys seen the last episode of MASH? I never have not, no. I have not. Rich, have you? Nor have I. Okay, never mind. Then I will leave it to our dear listeners who will maybe understand where that joke would have gone. <laughs> Having seen the last episode of MASH. Um... No, uh, Judith, uh, I don't know. She's going to blow people's cover. Uh, who do I not like? I mean, I like Daryl and Carol and Glenn and Maggie. I don't mind Rick. Carl's pretty cool because he also doesn't like his dad. Uh, <laughs> I sort of like Father Gabriel. I hope he ends up doing some interesting stuff, but I like that Seth Gilliam is on the show. I get the feeling uh, from Father Gabriel that, like, Having shown nothing to indicate the like, but I'm just waiting for the moment where it's just like, oh, by the way, I've been a Kung Fu master all this time and y'all are going down. Like, in the back of my head, that's just going to happen. By the way, we were both way off. It's called Mob City. No, it's not. Really? Yeah. It at one point was going to be called L.A. Noir, though. Because it was based off something called L.A. Noir. The video game. Something like that, yeah. Okay. Well, at least we were both wrong. We were both way off. True. Uh, any anything else on the character front, Tony? We haven't mentioned like Michonne at all. Besides, yeah, I was just gonna say I also great. really like Michonne. I'm glad that they've made her not uh, let me start, a fanboy wet dream. If that makes sense, she's not like just the, slinging swords and just being yeah brooding. Like she's in a, the, a real person now. Yeah, in the comics, she's pretty much just like any like female badass anime character ever. They're just like whatever. And in this, she's actually a fully functioning person, and it's right. it's it's really it's really good. I've been very pleasantly surprised about that. No, yeah, like the best parts of the show are when 
Michonne smiles. That's like the best thing that you oh. can see in the show. Oh God, you just warmed my goddamn heart. <laughs> no, I'm saying like like. No, you're right though. The show does at at times have a really good emotional core, and I think that's one of the places it finds it. Like as much as as much as we didn't as we don't really care for Rick or Carl when they got reunited with Judith, that was, and when Daryl's got back with Carol, that was like right there, like tugging the strings. Like you wouldn't believe. Um, I, I, uh, I'm going to defend the idea of Judith in that the, the fact that hasn't really been done in this sort of genre of entertainment before, like having a, a new life into this fucking world that is filled with, you know, walking dead. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I get it now. Um, <laughs> God. Uh, but I will throw shade at everybody hates Chris. Oh, it- <laughs> yeah, I haven't been a fan of him really either. Wait, who's this? Uh, the, what's, I don't remember the character. Noah. The- oh, Noah. Yeah. He's still new. I don't know. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll also throw shade at, at that as well. This idea, I don't know if it's because they're trying to become more thematic or, or, or introduce, you know, different elements of like, oh, yeah, go ahead and read into this or whatever. But it feels like every new character's name is biblical. Oh, I never even noticed that. Abraham. Mm. Gabriel. Noah. Eugene. Eugene. Rosita. <laughs> but it seems like every, like, I don't know, man. It just it happens often enough to where it's just like, okay, you're trying to get something across. Uh, or I, Bob. I can, I can say that it won't be the last time. I figured as much. I, Without, I figured that was probably a, a book thing. I can, yeah, I can definitely say that it's not the last time. Um. Mm. But that's not a giant spoiler. There's going to be more biblical names coming up. Yeah, it's mine would be besides Daryl and Carol. I uh, really real quick. uh, Is Leviticus a good guy or a bad guy? God, I thought you were going to get one. Like, like if you tried for like a good like two minutes, you get probably like three. No, that's why I was (laughs) going like purposely. Like purposely. (laughs) Where's Jericho coming in? Yeah, that's not even like names. Those are just like things or like places. I don't know. Yeah, that's a place. I haven't read the Bible. Leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably my third would be. I really like Abraham. Again, that's that's a comic bias. I like Michael Cudlitz, the work that he does. Uh, that's that character. I, I want him to do a little bit more. Uh, my third, my favorite character will be Morgan when he's fully back, which is going to be. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, yeah, I love how Morgan has been a, a, a shadow and a whisper on this show. He's been in, like, four episodes? Technically? Well, technically? I mean, he's only had two episodes of, like, speaking lines. With dialogue. But he's been in, yeah, two episodes in this season alone where he's just, like, just, like, peeks up from the bottom of the frame and just be like, Boop. and he gives those cartoon eyes. Boop. My, hey, it's Morgan. My... <laughs> He should have a little ditty week, like like the the studio audience clap when Morgan's on. <laughs> yeah. Oh! But my favorite, not my favorite episode. Well, the pilot would probably be second. But my favorite moment or favorite scene in the show is still from the pilot with him trying to shoot his wife. Yeah. That is just acting. 
Like that's the thing. It's like uh, uh, on the show, that guy is an actor, and you can see it. And it's going to be so yeah. much fun when he's back in the fold. A lot of close-ups on the face, like a lot of just really hard emotion in the face. <laughs> yeah, he's really good. I, I love that. I'm sure that because he was on that shitty show, Low Winter Sun. I'm sure that that had an option where he's like, "When this show sucks and gets canceled, we'll bring you back on Walking Dead." <laughs> had to have been in his contract somewhere. What show is that? It was, uh, they promoted the fuck out of it. Uh, Mark Strong was on it, that bald British guy that's done like a bunch of commercials. He was in, he's been in a bunch of things. The show uh, was on AMC? Yeah, yeah, it was him and Lenny James. It only aired okay. for a season. It was, I think it was a takeoff of a British show. And they were trying to position it as like the next show, like all the other shows that aren't Mad Men, Breaking Bad, and Walking Dead. The same way they tried to do the same thing with The Killing, which worked for a while. For the one same, season. Yeah, and the same way they tried to do the same thing with Hell on Wheels. Fire, Hell on Wheels. All to catch. I can't wait till that show does halt and actually catches fire. I'm surprised it hasn't already. I can't believe it got fucking picked up for a second season. That is the most ridiculous renewal ever. Besides, like, Augie's license getting renewed. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag random Augie di- this. Um, Not even here to defend himself. Uh, he he'd make that joke actually, probably, <laughs> probably if he was here. Well, it's a fair joke to make. It's true, but yeah, I, I I am I am brimming with anticipation about Morgan to see what they're gonna do with that because it's gonna be good. I um I don't know. I was kind of it's more realistic uh, the whole Eugene thing when uh eugene just kind of spilled the beans on like there is no there's nothing in washington dc i'm just kind of been bullshitting because that's that's my superpower is bullshit Um, did did not to cut you off but again i I knew that was fake did either of you believe that i here's here's the thing i wanted to believe it because i wanted them to get out of georgia okay so i kept probably doing the same thing that Abraham and Rosita were doing in just ignoring whether the fact that it was real or not. And just, just to keep going, just to, 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 to move to the next state. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Deep down, I figured it, it wasn't real and I was hoping it wasn't real just for the sake of the show. And that there isn't just some, some deus ex machina where it's like, all right, we've, we, we got it. Right, something that something that uh, a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Right. I'm Tony. I'm guessing I heard you say yeah that you're the same way. Well, I mean, look, the show just needed some push in some direction, right? So, mm-hmm. I was hoping that. Yeah, I mean, sure. If they have to go to Washington, that'd be cool. Let's see what Washington is like. <laughs> That's a great point. It's like I the Lincoln it's Memorial up over there. Like, yeah, but it's pretty <laughs> fucked up over there. <laughs> Well, that's what was so Let's, exciting about the the the, uh, the just the possibility of the spinoff is, is that like it could be in you know just to see a different part of the country or even a different part of the world in this this specific type of apocalypse and and they ended up just going with L.A. which is like whatever fine I guess it's cheaper you're not you know having to to fly people across the country to to shoot there. Um, but yeah, I, so many different, so many other cities that would have just been like fascinating to see, like you know, and, and they could still do that if they just travel, you know. 
Well, I think that the cool thing about The Walking Dead is it makes you think about what your own town would be like in a zombie apocalypse and how well you would do. Like that, it, go ahead. it immediately makes you think about that, right? And everybody has some idea of kind of where, where they would end up in a zombie apocalypse. I feel right. like that's inherent in any, you know, if you watch like a lot of zombie movies and, and zombie shows and all that stuff, like that's sort of part of the inherent fun of watching any of those is putting yourself in that specific situation. Oh, um, yeah. That became one of my least favorite aspects of watching The Walking Dead in a group because uh, the group that would congregate at my apartment to watch The Walking Dead would uh during the most suspenseful part the, the most suspenseful moments of the show uh they would just like talk about like they would just like oh don't do that or like just like ah you don't like, right there this is you got to do this not this obviously and just oh, express yeah. those things out loud to the point where yeah. i would just hole up in my room during the live broadcast of the show and then watch like the 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 rerun the repeat right okay after everyone left <laughs> which is a horrible way like that's just like that's just not fair but yeah i i totally lost any train of thought i was just <laughs> i just had ah oh, god ah sorry let me keep talking and i'll think of what i was gonna say <laughs> i don't know what the fuck just happened to me Mullet. Do, you, do you smell toast no i don't <laughs> Wait, your left arm. Can you can you feel your left arm? <laughs> I'm keeping all of this in. No, don't. <laughs> unless you die. What was, what was like the last thing you said, Rich? <laughs> uh, my experience watching the show with people. No, that didn't help. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God damn it! God damn it! I'm tempted to change the subject, but this is kind of amazing. <laughs> this is compelling. <laughs> this is compelling radio. Jesus. <laughs> Oh my god. You're watching a man's downfall. <laughs> Listening. <laughs> Good lord. Uh well, that being the case, uh I do want to kind of talk and give a little bit of love to uh Greg Nicotero. Um just for just keep just consistently doing just an amazing job. Uh and and it wasn't until this last uh October when I was like binging on horror movies for the whole month that I kind of kept in the opening credits like that name sticks out to you and homeboy has worked on like almost I want to probably say like 70% of like the most famous uh, anything with a stunt in it almost or like a, a practical effect he's been involved with it like Greg Nicotero probably doesn't have to be doing this show and he is. And we thank him for doing it because it looks so good. I hope they're paying him a shitload of money. Well, he's one of the executive producers, I believe, now. So, Well, very good. Yeah, as, he's, as he deserves to be. Yeah. Um, I still remember what it is, so let's just move on. <laughs> it's, it's gone. It'll never come back. I do remember one of the things I wanted to mention, or wanted to point up and ask. Uh... Who is next to go? Next to die? Who who does everyone think would is the next person 
on the list. Here's here's I don't want it I don't want it to happen personally, but just to see the internet when Daryl Dixon dies. It's gonna be it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be horrible. It, it, it's going to be as bad as something that we have experienced uh, in our other podcast yeah. medium right now and last year. Yeah. In terms of vitriol from fans, mm-hmm. it's it's, it's going to be heavy. Uh, I like Daryl a lot. I know. I, I love Daryl. And it, the thing is, like, you think about it, he really doesn't do a lot. <laughs> like, like. Like they don't, they keep Norman Reedus on a leash in terms of he doesn't really say a lot anymore. At least to me, it it feels like. But he's just built up such uh, such aura around him. He just has such the charisma that you want to see him succeed, and he's turned into. Also, it's the fact that he's been the most redeeming character in terms of where he started and what he's become. He's become a full fledged great person. Yo, shout to Norman Reedus if you don't follow him on Instagram. He's big bald head on Instagram. <laughs> Pretty entertaining. Big bald head. Yeah. Not... It it turns out he's just like a weirdo too. It's great. Yeah, he's just uh, he's just a weird dude. Um, that one I'm really looking forward to because, like I said, he's not a comic character, so I have no idea, or I can't even begin to think of what they could do. I'm prone to say that it's not going to happen, and if it does, it wouldn't happen for a very long time. But if you want to just get people fucking talking, if you want to get even more people to watch the show, which I don't even know if that's possible, then it's the number one show on all of television. Yeah, well, I mean, when you think about it, at a certain point, if he becomes successful enough at a certain point to where like he wants to move his career elsewhere, they're going to have to. Or, something I, before we get to Tony's next on the list, something I've been thinking about... When are these people going to want like significant raises? Because yeah. this is this is beating network primetime television on Sunday nights or on any night. It's the number one show on all of television, getting like 15, 20 million viewers. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that he, like Andrew Lincoln and, and Norman Reedus could ask for like like Frasier money. Like they could get like a million dollars an episode. <laughs> Frasier money. <laughs> Like it's the first thing that came to my head. Right? I was gonna say like Tim Allen money, but but seriously, like Kelsey Grammer got paid like one and a half million dollars an episode to do like fucking Frasier for Frasier. Frasier, absolutely. Wow. I, it started as Ted Danson money, and then it became like Seinfeld money, and then it was Tim Allen money, and then it was like Ray Romano money, and then Kelsey Grammer money, and, and Friends, right? Well, like, all, yeah, like, all, all the had, friends. like a million bucks an episode. Yeah, right? and then I think the last person who really had that was like probably Sheen. And now it's like, what are they going to say? Like, okay, well, let's kill you off. That's I think that's the power they have in their hands. Is cool. Well, no, is anybody bigger than the show? And I think you could argue that Daryl's almost become that big. So I'm interested to see if that ever does happen with the follow me. Because we've seen everything with all the showrunners, and they're just like, all right, well, fuck you, Frank Darabont. Yeah. Fuck you, Glenn Mazzara. And now you know if Gimple ever wanted to do it, who knows what would happen? Also, like. Does this show ever have to like technically like if you're AMC, do you ever technically have to cancel this show? I mean, especially if it obviously if it's doing like ones in the ratings, like, yeah, get rid of it. But even if if Andrew Lincoln leaves, like then the show just becomes about Carl 
and which like it could be 15 years from now and that's what the show could be just like an adult carl I think it'll depend, and honestly, it's going to depend on Robert Kirkman and that he's talked about ending the comic for some time, mm-hmm. and he has an, he has an endgame for it. He's just never done it. I think if that happens, they would be they would honor it. But then now they have this other show in L.A. Yeah, true. I think it's it's, it's going to become their Law and Order, their NCIS, their CSI, where they're going to have Walking like you know like we talk about Walking Dead Dallas or you know something like that. Where they can just franchise it and have complete oh. original stories, and I, I fear that's what it'll become. Uh, I mean, Tony, it seems just like what. Uh, sorry, go ahead. I was say Tony. Well, I was going to go back to Tony and see who he who his thought was on who can be next on the chopping block. I think it would be interesting if it was Maggie. And that is interesting. I don't think it's gonna be, but I think that would be interesting. Would it actually? Actually, I think Carl would be really interesting. Yes, it would, because I think it would pretty much cut off the, you know, the this is forever sort of nature of it. Yeah, that's good. I never heard that before. That's really good. Now, would you and I think it would completely devastate Rick. It would mm-hmm. completely devastate Rick. The yeah. show would have to become Daryl and Carol or the one of them that survives or something would have to take on a leadership role. And Rick just right. being and a husk. Rick is just like completely broken. Like his whole family has died. Well, that's what I was going to mention about instead of losing – Maggie losing Glenn, what that would do to Maggie, and that she lost her father and her sister, and then now her husband would be pretty thick and heavy. Yeah, but then that means we lose Glenn. I know. I like, well, we I, lose all these people, but. I think I would rather lose Carl because I think the fact that we know Rick so well as a leader that it would be very interesting to explore Rick's character as he kind of spiraled out. Okay. Which as like they a sort broken of did man. after Lori's death, but yeah. he dovetailed out of it. But he was like still the main character while he was like falling into a depression. True, true. I think it would be better if like the show did sort of expand more and like, you know, the show I think was very good when you would go an episode or two episodes and just not see Rick. Yeah. You know, yeah, because the groups are kind of split up and all that. I mean, and then it was like, oh, you wanted to see Rick. But then you would have gone a couple episodes and not seen Daryl. And be like, okay, yeah. Now I want to hang out with that guy for a little while. So this I mean, the show was really good at that point. Yeah. And so that would essentially just be like, Carol and Daryl are heading shit up. And every now and then you see Rick in a corner, like crying or some shit like that. Yeah, it's they really. I just hang out with Tyrese. Yeah, I I wish they had the foresight, (laughs) having a little like group therapy session just between the two of them. Yeah, Yeah. you know, just to talk. I wish they had the 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 foresight to to rename Daryl someone else because Carol and Daryl just sounds like it's like it sounds like I'm about to listen to like an Abbott and Costello routine or something. It's it's just it's hard for me to hear and take it seriously every time. Uh, I don't know, maybe it's me. Yeah, it's a little unfortunate, but. Um, we're all adults. What are you going to do? Yeah, we're all adults. Um, anything else we haven't 
covered. Kind of come from what we've liked, what we haven't liked, what we're anticipating. I think we've touched on every character in some way, shape, or form. Um, what did you guys... Uh, I don't know. I felt uh, when Abraham had his like flashback episode or whatever, um, I felt like oh. more people got... Uh, emotionally attached uh, by that or like you know more people got invested from that episode when it just like completely that was a complete miss for me it just didn't I didn't care any more about like his background at all than I than I than I did previously Abraham yeah see I really like that it made him seem terrible it, it didn't make him I just I mean it's basically what we've seen from Rick if you think of like the last episode of season four how much? How is that worse than what Rick did, biting a guy's jugular out, and right in front of his family, and just stabbing the shit out of him? Like it wasn't anything worse than what we've seen Rick do. And if anything, he was directly providing for his family, whereas Rick was just was was saving his family. Those are the only, that's the only differences I saw in either one of those. Um, yeah. and, I, and I liked it in that it just kind of it it humanized him in a way, and and we saw. We saw his breaking point. We saw his – again, we saw the same thing with Rick in the pilot where he was ready to give up until he found the little hatch in the tank. That was Abraham's breaking point until he saw Eugene. I think there's a lot of parallels there. Um, so I, I liked it. I, I dug okay. it. Okay. Tony, did you kind of – I didn't really have a response to that. I can only agree with you. Oh. I think that's interesting. Yay. <laughs> yeah. I mean – Well, fuck you, Rich. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I seem to be very much not on the same page with you guys about this show. <laughs> well, how's that? How's that, Rich? How do you uh, mean? Uh, I'm pretty receptive to almost anything that happens. Um, uh, I'm not quite as critical as it seems like uh, you guys are certain parts. Um, I don't know. I just I just watch this show a lot more passively than than I think uh, either of you guys do. I still I still watch it very passively, but again, I'm an, I'm taking a lot of two different sources of materials and trying to meet either meet expectations or exceed expectations, and sometimes it doesn't, and I'm more critical on things. I still love the shit out of the show because at the end, it, it's like the most mindless thing you can watch. It's absolutely. It's just it's. Robert says a lot about like law and order and stuff on picked up and that like SVU and like crime procedurals are, are junk food television. And I 100% agree with this. This is like the healthy junk food alternative to me from television that it's, it's total junk food, but it's like eating like fucking like, I can't think of it. Yeah. Grapes. I'm the fatty that can't think of a healthy junk food, Uh, (laughs) but it's, it's, What's something a healthy person would eat? <laughs> exactly. I, I seriously almost asked you, Tony. But it, it, pistachios. But I, I still, I still analyze it. And when stuff, stuff's kind of crappy, I, I still recognize that it's crappy. But for most of the time, I'm just like, that was awesome, or I can't wait to see what's next. I've never been like, man, fuck this show. Like a lot of people are. A lot of people have been like, man, you know, whatever. This show sucks. Now I'm gonna stop watching it, which doesn't seem to matter in terms of ratings because they still have like 17 million people watching. I just see it on Twitter a lot or not on Twitter on Facebook, like people I'm friends with. They're like, well, I'm done with walking dead. It's like, cool. Good for you. You're overthinking it. <laughs> yeah. Also, the yeah. show j- is just keeps getting better though. It absolutely has. It absolutely has. 
I season, agree. I, the only time the season wasn't better than the previous one, in my opinion, was season two. Yeah. Season three was great, and season four upped it up, and season five, I think, has the potential to definitely be the best. Yeah, I agree with that. So, I'm, I'm sorry you feel like you're alone, Rich. No, I'm fine, because I just... I don't know. I'm more in a space. All of us are like, enjoying it, though. I think yeah. that's what I take away from this. Absolutely. Absolutely. All of us are enjoying it tremendously. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'm just more in a space where I'm just like, I'm just liking who they tell me to like. Like, I like Rick. I like, I always have. Except, like, you know, with the Lori stuff. Um, but, oh, yeah. I'll take the penalty for this. Fucking Mark. <laughs> You're a fucking Mark. Then you fell into my trap and I got you to say it. <laughs> and now I will stop talking. Uh, you might remember what you meant to say. <laughs> All right, Molly. Do you remember what Thanks. you meant to say, by the way? Nope, absolutely not. <laughs> That's fantastic. When I listened to the show back, I think it was something that Tony had mentioned, and I just totally like saw something on my desk and lost my train of thought, and it was gone. Uh, but I'll, I'll think about it when, the, when the, the podcast airs, and I'll mention it on the next show. Of course. Uh, and the one thing I, I, I want to make sure that the three of us revisit this as we hit certain points in the, in the comic to tell you guys, like, I, I want to have like a point where it's like, this is what happened in the comic and which do you like better? That sort of thing. Yeah. I want, I, I want, I want you guys to like, see what happens, get your thoughts on it and be like, well, what if they did this and see which, which you prefer? Can we also, uh, uh just mention, cause it just, I don't know. I'm just browsing online and looking at stuff. Uh, just as the episode as a whole, how fucking balls to the wall and nonstop the season premiere was. Yes. That was just, I hate to sound cliche about it, but that was a fucking thrill ride, man. Holy shit. And you had fucking Carol slash Rambo out with her fucking poncho. Just <laughs> shit. Oh my God, dude. They drew first blood. And you, but then uh, what I really liked about the episode was then you were able to calm down and have that the scene with Tyrese and the guy in the cabin, like yeah, that yes. that whole little mini storyline in that episode with all that shit going on was awesome as well. Like that episode was great and juggling a bunch of different things. Um, but for the most part, it was it was like you said, it was Rambo. <laughs> it was it's fucking crazy, man, and and the. And the the bloodletting scene and yeah, the trough. Oh my that god, that big steel trough. Poor penguin. Yeah, man. Fucking Oswald Cobblepot got shipped off to another city, uh, universe. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Well, don't worry. I don't think the fucked upness is gonna ever end on this show. No, it doesn't seem like it. What? All right. So to, to wrap up, what, how would you like to see the series end? We talked about like, will there ever be an end game? And people have been debating it online for a very long time. Like, you know, at this point, everyone's infected. A cure is is doubtful. But how would you ideally like to see it end? Um, well, I think, you know, naturally it would just make much more sense if, uh, like, it turns out that they were just all in purgatory and none of it really mattered. Uh, <laughs> um, Screw I w- you. I will say this. <laughs> I will say that this show does need a, uh, what was his name? Hugo? What's his name from Lost? Hurley? Hurley, that's it. This I didn't show, even watch the show when I knew that. This show needs a <laughs> Hurley, man. Just a, a dude every now and then just like talk about... The comic this, relief guy? Yeah. Like, I thought Eugene be, is close. 
Eugene's close, but like a guy that's a little bit more relatable, a guy that's just like, just randomly, he'll just be like, hey, you guys ever seen Friday? That was a good movie. Like something <laughs> like that. Or like, you know, like, hey, uh, you know, we're holed up in this one place. Let's play some golf or something. Uh, you know, just like a, a guy to sort of lighten things up. That used to be what Glenn did. <laughs> Well, you know, you know who. You know Could you imagine golfing in the zombie apocalypse? <laughs> well, the governor did it on the top of one of his buses, just in the zombies. That's right, he did. I think that's probably the first time that I was just like, "That's what this show needs: golf, <laughs> <laughs> recreational sports." Uh, we we kind of a tennis match. <laughs> we kind of have it. The, the character we forgot to mention was Tara. She's kind of like that, and that she's kind of like a little nutty and just yeah. like out of place. Yeah. I mean, she's not a main character, but, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I found a fucking yo-yo. You know, like that kind of stuff that kind of lightens the mood. That's true. Yeah. I, I think I also might be getting at just like, you know, let's give uh, let's give the fat guy some love. But I think that Otis proved that fat guys aren't going to make it in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> it's Otis, tough. Yeah, Otis, uh, Otis didn't make it the length of, like, the driveway of a high school. <laughs> um, but as far as an end game for this show... Um, I mean, it's either got to go, it's, it's all or nothing. I mean, that's the, the, the great thing about the conceit of the show is you could either like cure it and fix it or everybody dies. If you leave it with just like, oh, and there he goes walking down the sunset with like nothing really resolved. Uh, what was the point of ending it or like doing this at all? So I think it's got to end with either everybody dies or they just figure out how to corral all these walkers. That's another thing I love is that every group, I love every group's name for walkers. That's just a, a little piece of minutia. If you know me, you know, I love minutia um, that, that I enjoy uh, it through watching the show, but yeah, um, all or nothing. Cool. Tony. Well, I mean, I sort of mentioned it that I think it would be really, really weird as the last season. And I think really interesting if like a sea of zombies, like millions are surrounding like some sort of like a concrete bunker that there's no second way out of. And it just like shows them devolving as they like, you know, as the siege uh, overtakes them, I guess, and uh, how they how they're forced to cope with their own lives and their mortality, I think that would be really interesting. I don't think they would do it because it would be a tremendous downer. It sounds like <laughs> Scandinavian philosophy. <laughs> Note to self. Not yeah. Scandinavian philosophy off my list of things I might be interested in. <laughs> yeah, probably not the best thing for Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I would find that interesting. Um, but, yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. Are they going to find a cure? you guys think there's a cure? No, I don't think. I think, I think at this point, We've done too much and stuff has devolved too much to have a hope. This is just the world now. And at a certain point, you got to find a way, the best way possible to rebuild and deal with it. Yeah, there's no there's no cure for this. It's it's yeah, it's rebuilding, uh, configuring the infrastructure. I mean, we could have a whole city planning season of The Walking Dead, you guys. 
um, it's 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 yeah, it, it would be a lot of things like the end of Shaun of the Dead, really, of just like, well, yep. this is a thing now, and we've got to yeah. figure out how to integrate this into our lives uh, while still like rebuilding our cities and like you know remaking the 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 civilization. Um, so yeah, never going to be a cure for it. Uh, it's just going to have to be, uh, more of an integration thing. Gotcha. Very good. Anything else that we might not have touched on? I can't imagine one thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll revisit it. I don't know if we'll revisit it at the end of, uh, the season, but something to get everyone at home looking forward to something. I know we talked about last year with the three of us. Uh, gentlemen, we are very close to our Madman, Mad Men Extravaganza oh. podcast. Is that oh. going to be AMC spinoff of that show? Is Mad Man? <laughs> Mad Man, just one guy. Yeah, it's, it's John Barenthal, fifty-two minutes <laughs> in a suit. In all <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> you dickhead. Um, uh, but. I, I, I think I mentioned it on another show. I, I have not had a chance to go back and rewatch every episode like I wanted to. Uh, but when the show starts, where the three of us are going to sit down and I want us to blow it out. I'm talking two, maybe two and a half hours of just mad, oh mad men talk. Let's give away like every award imaginable. That's think, so decadent. Be, uh, let's be decadent. Uh, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Simmons and I'm thinking... Oh no! I'm thinking Simmons and Matthew Barry in 90210. Oh no. wow! Let's let's do that with Mad Men and let's blow it the fuck out. Oh, um, yeah. Harry Crane gets every award. <laughs> Very All true. Right. Well, that's gonna be hard when one of the awards is Don's best mis- mistress. Harry Crane. <laughs> Y'all don't know. I'll be so pissed if that happens the third episode of this <laughs> last eight. It's like, wait, Dave Crane was gay the whole time. Duh. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I'm excited for Mad Men. I'm excited to see what Better Call Saul is going to be. Um, yes, me too. I'm just excited for the cast itself, for Bob Odenkirk having his own vehicle, for uh, 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 Michael McKeon's in that show. Jonathan I'm Banks is going to be a person again. Not dead. I'm very excited about Michael McKeon. Um, yeah, I'm just stoked about that show. And it's it's like, uh, I, I don't even know if it's like, already renewed is the the terminology but it's it's built in like two seasons like they have two seasons already with amc yeah. um and also i don't know why this podcast also just made me get really excited for game of thrones coming back but that might just be me um, well, yeah, I but, and i also don't know how yeah. that happened but that's also just in my head you're one of those people now <laughs> i no stop it man stop that it. Oh. <laughs> That's such a negative connotation, dude. One, <laughs> I know, I know. One, it did. Uh, two, I've been watching Game of Thrones for years, and I just played my first. It was just a one-off. Two, it was just a one-off of D and D. So like, whatever. Uh, and Rich. it was really fun. Uh, but it's not like I've, it's not like I've gone and bought my own D, like my own die set. I haven't gone and and made a real character. I, I have, and as long as I don't like, you know. There's a line, all right? And to me, in my head, that line is is reading all the Game of Thrones books, okay? Rich, be careful. If you backpedal anymore, you might run into a wall or something. You guys need to st- see? Uh, uh, you guys are being bullies right trip. now. 
Dude, we are just not on the same page about anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we are uh, we are reading different books. Uh, so that'll probably be a good time to wrap up this episode of the Blank Slate. Probably twenty minutes ago would yeah, have been a good time to, to wrap up this episode of the Blank Slate. <laughs> Mullet, did, did you forget you were at the the, the driver's uh, scene on this one? Hey, hey. <laughs> Oh my god! It almost just happened again, but I remember. <laughs> I'm getting old, man. All right, as I'm the youngest person on the show right now. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Blank Slate. As always, we appreciate your viewer, your viewership. Fucking hell, we appreciate your. <laughs> yeah. Boop, boop. Thank you for listening to Blank Slate. You can find the podcast on many different avenues. iTunes is one. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review. I we really that was appreciate more of a it. Question: iTunes is one iTunes is one, maybe. I don't know. I'm Spotify. Ryan. I'm Ryan Burgundy. Uh, Stitcher is another one, and of course, Podswoggle.com, where this podcast is part of the Podswoggle Network, along with Picked Up, Podswoggle, and Married with Movies. Subscribe to all those podcasts and all the different mediums I said before. We'd love your feedback on the show. Leave us a review on iTunes. We'll read it on the show. Rich, no matter what it says, we'll read it. And I uh, got your reference from another podcast recently, and I found out what that was, Rich. And I'm so excited to hear you read all of those. That's for another podcast. For this podcast, you can send us an email at blankslatepodcast at gmail.com. Again, we'll read it on the show. We want feedback. Let us know what you think of The Walking Dead. Let us know who your favorite characters are. If there's something we forgot to talk about, we'd love to hear it. And, of course, social media. You can get us on Twitter at blankslatepod. Uh, me personally, I'm at your host, Mullet, on Twitter. Rich? Average Cami on Twitter. Average Cami 4 on Instagram. Uh, and, uh, you know, holler at me for some free audiobook codes. Absolutely. Uh, Tony, would you like to plug or promote anything? I don't really use that much social media because I'm basically a 50-year-old man. <laughs> well, that said, any last thoughts on Tony? Um, I'm very excited for the uh, second half of the fifth season coming up. Um, and uh, I really have no idea what the hell's going to happen. I know that you probably do, Mullet. Um, but I don't know. The show uh, is always surprising. And uh, I'm very excited uh, for what we are going to continue to see. I, I have a pretty good indication, and I think they are correct. It could be a completely different show for the next, for the next little while. Could be it could be very fun. Great, Rich. Any last? Are there going to be dragons? That would be a different show. Then I. What about a king? I'd I'd probably stop watching it if there were dragons. Uh, I hope they get better guests on the Talking Dead this half season. I I wasn't a fan. The first half, the first half wasn't very good for guests. Just in general, that that show doesn't need to be an hour. No, but it also felt way too rushed when it was a half, a hour. half hour. I agree with that. Especially an hour now. Yeah, it's going to be a little rough because they have Better Call Saul breaking it up. So I'm probably not going to watch it as much. Like just because I don't want to have like that three hour block. It's just going to be way too long for me. But who knows? And also that's just way too much, way too much Chris Hardwick because I still watch every at midnight. So. Well, for Rich and Tony, this is Mullet signing up for the Blank Slate. You can go ahead and delete this now. Catch us later. This has been a Podswoggle Network production. Visit podswoggle.com for more of that sweet, sweet entertainment.